I really disagree with the sort of idea that we can't give companies a, a moral conscience. Quite the reverse. I think it's actually one of our easier tasks. Good people bound by good purpose. This is the phrase which I think points us towards an answer. Capitalism is, I accept, far from perfect. But I also believe that no one's yet found a better driver of prosperity or new opportunities. It is impossible to have good banks without having good markets within which they operate. And it is impossible to have good behavior within banks without those structures. I think good banks will attract more customers to them. And good banks will be more efficient and effective and so will generate better returns for their shareholders. Real change won't come from the hallowed halls here in St Paul's. It won't come from the green benches in Westminster. It won't even come from the boardrooms of the banks. It will come from ordinary people putting their foot down and saying enough is enough. I think banks, to be good, need the fear of hell and the hope of heaven, not merely the fear of penury and the hope of a larger bank account. The financial crisis exposed the destruction that can be caused if we have capitalism without a moral compass, lacking the control that can make it a force for good. And the behavior of banks, of course, was at the center of this lightning storm. We absolutely recognize the key importance of financial services both to us as a country but also to us all as individuals as we take greater responsibility for our own welfare. And we were very keen to uh, work with the St Paul's Institute in order to uh, stimulate the broadest possible debate across all social, economic, political, religious perspectives in order to try and inform an improvement of that relationship between the city and the rest of society. The power to create money out of thin air is a great power, but it should be there in the service of society. People are justified in actually focusing on earning money so heavily these days, and the justification is the fact that we're all in debt. Naturally, banks want to create and lend as much as they can because the more they lend, the more interest they earn. The problem we have at the moment is that money is created by banks for profit, and we're gradually learning, I think, that that can lead to the most appalling crises. As a society, we haven't understood it. A lot of us were really shocked when the $16 trillion appeared out of you know, from the blue sky to bail out the banking system and nobody had raised it from taxation. If we don't understand it, it's very hard to regulate and it's very easy for the bad guys to get on with it behind the scenes. Once you had a central bank, they had some control over money creation. Now what's happened, of course, is that control has been loosened over time. And that's why the banks felt they you know, um, weren't really being regulated. So re restore the regulation. What would be involved in the people, the democratic institutions of our country, having control over the money supply? We need the state bank to stimulate economic activity by financing government projects to, for infrastructure, for dealing with climate change, for dealing with energy insecurity. Because economic life is only part of social life. It's a very important part. It's essential means to other things. But when the means, you know, take over the whole, 
we, we tend to lose sight of the fact that many of our activities don't involve the economy. You should not look uh, as an analyst at the gross domestic product of a country in order to work out whether it's successful. GDP is a money unit, it might be very high, but the people in the country might be stressed out, they might have a high divorce rate, they might be a high crime rate, they might be living in a polluted country, people might be very unhappy, and yet because they've got a high GDP you say they're successful? That doesn't make sense to me. We need to look at happiness, we need to look at these non-monetary measures of success. And the question is how can we actually promote that? I think the church needs radically to rethink its engagement with the corporate sector. So it was always disassociation in some sense. It is really important that the church begins to use the language and actions around the acknowledgement of error, um, i.e. confession, and the payment of recompense, i.e. penance, and a, a new start, the fruit of redemption.